What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple R Podcast. My name is Justin. Uh, my friends call me Pilch. You guys can call me Justin. Uh, this is our first pre-show since our last pre-show. So uh, this week, we are getting ready to discuss another pay-per-view. Last week, we did WrestleMania X7 or 17, depending on who you are. I am also joined by Chris and Warren, as I am every week. Uh, I would first like to introduce Warren, the behemoth from Bonheim. How are you doing today, Warren? <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Write that down, Warren. That's your new ring name. <laughs> okay. Write but that down. Bonheim, that's fine. I can live with that. How's everybody doing? I'm doing okay. That's fantastic. And, uh, you know, we're also joined by the honey pie that doesn't lie, Mr. Chris Lee. How are you doing today, sir? A honey pie that doesn't. That's true. I don't lie. I don't. Very honest guy. I'm doing pretty good. Um, still coming off of that high from that WrestleMania, man. That was a that was a crazy show. It was a real crazy show. But I'm excited to see what we're going to do next. I think we can all agree that you know it was as crazy as it was long. It took forever to get, to get through. <laughs> say you can say that again. Ooh, boy, that was a marathon of a paper. Four, four hours of a pay-per-view. I don't care what year it is. I know last week we said, because we're used to now, WrestleManias are an all-day extra. Oh, yeah. oh, they started with two. Four, four hours is still uh, a hefty toll to uh, to get through. I mean, yeah. I, I have things to do. You know, I don't have four hours just to, like, sit and watch a bunch of nothing. And uh, I was... I was able to get through WrestleMania. I think it took me three days. <laughs> Sounds about right. There you go. Between watching and kids and oh, regular work. And yeah, it took about three days. to get uh, Pilch, fun fact for you. Warren has never watched a WrestleMania or a wrestling pay-per-view in entirety in his entire life. Whenever we watch it live, he always falls asleep. <laughs> Like halfway through, <laughs> almost like a group of matches, like parts of matches he like hasn't actually seen. He has to go back and watch. I I've never been a very good sit still and watch something unless I was there live. But sit still and watch something on TV or watch a movie in the movie theater. It's the sitting still part. Just kind of, just kind of. <sighs> Knock me out. We're sawing logs. Got to make sure I wake him up before the main event. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, every super superhero has their weakness, Warren. So you're not immune. That is true. That is true. <sighs> All right. So uh, besides that, what else is new with you guys? I mean, we haven't really talked since last week. Uh, any new big life revelations? You guys all doing good? Give me the four on one here. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing real good. Um, I don't know. Not 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 too much has really changed. Uh, still like wrestling. Uh, that's good. It's and, important. And that's that's about it. I mean, I think that's all that really matters. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, same old, same old with uh, with taking care of everything and wife and two kids and jobs and uh, talking to you guys. That's that's about it. All right. Fair enough. All right, so that leads us into our next topic. Uh, we all picked winners for last week's Hell in the Cell. Uh, besides Chris, well, we all, we he all picked Chris. Oh, okay. 
Uh, Chris decided to be ridiculous and watch the pay-per-view while we were supposed to be making picks. So he was excited. Yeah. I, he was disqualified from making picks. I actually oh. love the table that we have on our shared Google spreadsheet that all of Chris's picks are just DQ for disqualified. So <laughs> that is correct. All right. So we'll go through uh, line by line. We'll see, you know, who kind of came out on top. Uh, the first match, Otis versus Miz. You know, the money in the briefcase was on the line. I picked Otis. Warren picked Miz. You know, Warren got the W there. You know, early. Oh, yeah. Fast start. You're out ahead of me early. Very now, shocked by that. Uh, o- uh, the Tucker turn on Otis for that one. Yeah. I was, I was shocked about the Tucker turn. I was not shocked about... The Miz win. Oh, no, no. I'm not they, talking about that. They, the way it came across was to us and to probably most people that watch, they just uh, fell out of favor with Otis, uh, probably to no fall of his own. I'm sure the I pandemic. Think was, I think it was uh, big on the um, pandemic. Like, pandemic yeah. played a big part in yeah. that. I, I would agree with you there, Chris. And Honestly, I felt good about my Otis pick until the pay-per-view. Like, I, w- I watched pay-per-view probably 24 hours after it aired. And, uh, yeah, as soon as it started, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I obviously lost this one. Because you could just tell the whole vibe was like, all right, Miz is going to take this down. And yeah. Parker's going to turn heel. It was just mm. written in the stars. I'm sure Otis will be fine because he still has his peach. His yeah. peach. I wonder how they're going to repackage Tucker, though. I don't think that'll be interesting. Yeah. Either way, next match on the card, uh, Jeff Hardy versus Elias. Uh, Warren took Jeff Hardy. I took Elias. Um, I didn't feel great about this pick. You know, obviously, Elias won the match via DQ. This whole feud's kind of a throwaway to me anyway, so... Yeah, you could have. This was. Point. I only picked Elias because you picked Jeff Hardy. If we're being completely honest with one another, this was easily the the one throwaway match of the pay per view. There can't all be uh, high stakes in every single match. There has to be one that's kind of like. Uh, I will right, throw this on just to make sure we don't have only four matches. We're going to have five. Yeah, I do want to add one of you in your reasoning for. I think it was so. It must have been Warren because Warren said Jeff Hardy was going to win. I think you and your reasoning said that it was going to end because Elias was going to do. Jeff Hardy was going to win because Elias was going to use his guitar and get DQ'd, and Jeff Hardy would win. But when the, I thought it was really funny because I had already watched that match, what what you said happened, but it was the reverse, and it was Jeff Hardy who used the guitar, and and, and Elias got the W technically. So I just thought that was that was kind of funny. Like you word for word, like said exactly how that match was going to end and called it, but just flip flop. I mean, I've only been watching wrestling for thirty four, no, thirty two years. There you go. Hey, you can just. I mean, you're old, Warren. You just say all all of it. All right, you figure right, right, stuff right, out. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. This has gone on too long. It's <laughs> Jeff Hardy versus Elias. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting sidetracked. Sorry about that. Okay. So uh, the next match, and these are not in the order of the pay-per-view. It's the order that we thought the pay-per-view was going to go in. Uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Um, 
I was team Sasha all the way here. I thought for sure she was going to win the title tonight, that night. She did. Um, Warren, I'm actually a little mystified as to why you thought Bailey was going to retain. I thought all the writing was on the line. No, he had to pick Bailey. It was it's one of his bays. He had yeah. to pick Bailey. Well, they're they're, they're called waifus and tomato potato waifu. Big, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I just, I've always, always since NXT been a big fan of Bailey, and uh, you know, I explained on uh, when we made our picks in the last uh, pre-show that we had, um, with uh, with my friend circle that uh, when we do our picks or when we did our picks, we were so locked into our our waifus that we had to choose no matter what. Right. Uh, so I was, I would always, I mean, it could have been Bailey in a sixteen on one handicap match, and I would have had to take. Bailey as the one because you know it's already locked in. Sure. Well, you know, Sasha won. I mean, you know, it was the white versus the black, which, you know, it's a little sketchy in my opinion, but mm. nonetheless. Mm. It, honestly, uh match of the night in my opinion. Um I thought they did a lot of really good spots in this match. You know they they use the cage super well. I you know there was we there's a couple weird spots where you guys remember the kendo stick spot where the it just kind of like fell apart. They they scrapped it, which I thought was probably the right decision. Yeah. Um, yep. But I mean, you know, both both wrestlers got over. I thought it was a great match and match of the night in my opinion. Uh, Hard for Bailey and Sasha to go out there and not have a bad match. They've had. Knockout, drag out matches, even going back to their uh, match at NXT Takeover. I think Brooklyn. It was yeah. uh, when Bailey first won the NXT title off of Sasha. Right. I, I completely agree. They 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 tore the house down, and you know, um, outside of our main event, which was actually the opener, I thought it was the best match of the night. Uh, yes. The next okay. match, Orton versus McIntyre. Um, I have been on the Randy Orton train for a long, long time now. Uh, oh, who has? I think he is. He, Agreed. Even though, even though I went McIntyre, I've always been on the Randy Orton train. He is the one consistent performer in WWE, in my opinion. I love Drew McIntyre as well. I But Randy Orton's promo work, what he does in the ring, it's just... It's flawless, and I, I I thought he was gonna win the last two times he faced McIntyre, and then especially after what was it, uh, Class Champions? What was the last pay per view? Class Champions, where they had, uh, yes, they Clash. had all the legends come out and you know kind of beat him down or whatever. Uh, yes, I felt like it was only inevitable that they're gonna put the the strap back on or- Orton. Um. Which I do think is going to lead to a Drew McIntyre takes the belt back in front of a live crowd for that giant pop. His elusive giant pop that he should have gotten at uh, at WrestleMania this year. Right. Uh, it's it's inevitable. It's going to happen eventually. Um, you know, and I yeah, I don't think I honestly think WrestleMania is going to be the Roman Rock show. I know that it's not official. No one's talking about, or everyone's talking about it, but nothing's confirmed. But um, it's going to be Roman Reigns versus The Rock in the main event. But I think McIntyre is going to take the belt back at WrestleMania and get the pop that he deserves because he 
He honestly had a great, he had a fantastic WWE championship run, I think. Mm-hmm. He did great. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to put the belt on and heel for a little while, build up some momentum, and then when we have a full live audience, he wins it back, gets the pop that he always deserved, and it'll be fantastic. Agreed. Chris? Yep. you have anything to say about this match? <laughs> About Orton McIntyre, yeah. um, right, well, great match. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yeah, ring the bell. Ring the bell. All right, and our main event, which was actually the opening of the pay per view, which I, to this, you know, we're a week removed. I still cannot wrap my mind around the fact that this was the opening match. Roman versus neither can I. So, um. First and foremost, we both pick Roman. I mean, that was a no-brainer. Obviously, Roman's going to win. Roman always goes over. And I am, always goes over. I am not a Roman Reigns fan. Never have been. Probably never will be. But what what they're finally deciding to do with him here is perfect. Like, this is what he should have been doing since he left the Shield. He, he should yeah. be a heel. He should not be a babyface. Roman's not a babyface because... Right. He's just he, he's just not. So, um, I picked Roman. Warren also picked Roman, and uh, it was a great match. You know, we had the uh, it's Jey Uso's brother. He got choked out at the end, and he, he finally said, I, "I I quit Uso," which actually I meant to ask you guys this because you know I haven't been around wrestling as long as you guys have. Is Uso like a a term of endearment in like the Samoan. Oose. The, the term of endearment is oos. Okay. Uh, so if you, if you ever hear them in like an interview or maybe if you hear them on like up, up, down, down, um, whenever they're talking about like somebody might say, uh, bro or something like that. Right. Well, they'll say, oos. they say oos all the time. Got it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. The, the Usos is, you know, brothers, I guess. Yeah. Something along those lines. But it's a term of endearment. All right. Well, um, and, you know, this last Friday SmackDown, we got the Jey Uso heel turn, which I think is going to spark the whole Roman Reigns heel stable. It'll be him, Jey, yep. Jimmy. Oh, is he, is, did he, uh, Find you know Noah's place is that what it is? He like accepted his place at the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it wasn't it wasn't so much like he he turned on his brother, but it was just he accepted his place uh, underneath uh, Roman. Right. right. Okay. Jimmy's gonna do the same thing eventually when he comes back from injury. I'm sure. Right. Um, I will say this: I I would have much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Orton McIntyre was great. I would have much rather seen this close out the show. I thought this oh, was great. Yeah. I like the the end when he poses up next to his father and the um you know the wild Samoans with the boa. I like that. I like how you know when it was looking like it was going to be the same finish as Clash of Champions. I was like, oh god, we're doing this again. Right. But then when he slapped that triangle choke on Jimmy, I was like, ooh, 
I, th- I actually like this. I actually like this turn. It's like, Jay's not going to get, we know he's not going to give up. Jimmy's the one who threw in the towel last time. Right. He's going to keep getting beaten up. This was good. I like that aspect. And even if they had this finish back at Clash, I think that would have been even better. But then you couldn't get this second match out of it. So I understand why they saved it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like a slow burn, personally. Um, you know, I think they're doing it right right now. I, you know, Roman Reigns has been such like a controversial figure for so long. And, you know, the WWE has been pushing them for pushing him for so long to be like yeah. John Cena, the company. And now they finally accept the fact that like he could be just as popular as like a white hot heel. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's the one thing that they're doing right right now, in my opinion. Right. Right. I think the way, especially like Chris mentioned, the way that it ended with the Wild Samoans being out there at the top of the ramp, right. Roman looking back at the ring, would, or both of the Usos were in the ring, right? Mm-hmm. Incapacitated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of the Usos were in the ring. That should have been the, the end of the show. I, yeah, yeah. Right. That should have ended the show. Um it was very weird to do that that look back and that whole scene with it being the opener and then the follow out with uh was it Otis and Otis and uh, Otis and Miz were right. next and yeah. it's like it's, it took all the heat off that match. It really did. Yeah, I, it was like I think so, yeah. Too much of a cool down, you know. Right. And then you go from that to Otis and Miz, then Jeff Hardy and Elias, and it's like, ugh, like I'm I'm losing this steam. Like this should have been, this should have ended it, you know. I, I, but, I also um, think we do need to talk about how Roman is playing this so perfectly that I I honestly didn't think he was capable of it. Where he's showing his his emotion, his human side, and he, you know, oh, how about that crying when he was uh. You know, right before he slapped the triangle choke on Jimmy, oh the the crying yeah. bit. Oh, fantastic! Come give this man an Oscar. Yeah, Come on. I, honestly, I didn't think he had it in him. This is what they should have done with him from the beginning, and it's it's mm-hmm. fantastic to see that they're booking him finally correctly. Like, right? This should have been Roman Reigns from two thousand. I don't know when it be two thousand eight, two thousand nine, whatever it was. Um. You know, the shield was fantastic, don't get me wrong. And as soon as he broke from the shield, this is what they should have done with Roman Reigns. And right. if this But all- you know what? I think they had, you know, because they had Rollins. He was the original heel because he turned. And then, you know, they were trying to do this that this kind of thing with Dean being crazy and like he was gonna be and like they were too busy figuring out oh, what the whole, those guys the whole were gonna lunatic do. French thing is just nuts. And it, yeah, it don't get me started about how they ruined Dean Ambrose, but anyways, um, I I wouldn't say he ruined it, but they just didn't do it, he they didn't do him any justice, right? And then the other thing, it's like, oh, well, he's the Rock's cousin, we're gonna make him like the Rock, like that. And they tried to get him to like fill his fill the Rock shoes, right? And they had the Rock like come and like. When he won that rumble, you know, he, the rock had to come out and endorse it and people still didn't like it. And like, you know, for a while it was like the rock trying to pump up everybody like, no, Roman, right? He's my cousin. Like right. 
cheer me, cheer Roman like he used to cheer me. And it's like we weren't buying it. Right. Which is why so, the only the only logical ending to this is a Roman Reigns rock WrestleMania main event. Right. Which I think we we would all we would probably live stream that. We'd all be so excited for it. Am I not wrong? <laughs> No, you're right. That, that's that's the move uh, that, that we hope that they're, they're going for. Rock versus Roman, and then Uso versus Uso underneath. All right, fair enough. So, Warren, if you could do me a favor, just ring the bell on Hell in a Cell. That will do it. All right, so with that being said, I did win Hell in a Cell predictions. Uh, I believe it's four to three, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Even worse. Four to two. Four to two, even better. And uh, <laughs> I picked WrestleMania 2005 for our main show this week. Fantastic show. We'll, we'll get into it in about, uh, what's today, Wednesday? Some, we'll get into it about four plan. days from now. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're going to have so much to discuss about it. However, um, before we get into that part, we have a little bit more business to take care of this week. And uh, first and foremost, I would like to open the floor to my two other co-hosts and say, do you have anything to discuss about current wrestling events that happened this week? Uh, Well, first, let's correct you there, uh, Pilch. It is SummerSlam 2005. You said WrestleMania 2005. Yeah, I do that quite frequently. I've done that a few times already. But people do refer to SummerSlam as the WrestleMania of the summer, so don't feel uh, too bad. Perfect. Um, the the only thing that I have from current wrestling is um, a former WWE superstar, now currently in Impact Wrestling. Hmm. Um, he's a hoot. He is Carl Anderson of the Good Brothers. Um, there was a post on Instagram from his, uh, his hot Asian wife, uh, where, uh, Carl might've been, uh, messing around with somebody else. Uh, she took a Sharpie, wrote on his face, uh, cheater and a hole and all this stuff. Um, so story, the particulars of the uh, of that is are still kind of he said, she said. He hasn't said anything about it to my knowledge. Um, she hasn't really talked about it. She mentioned that he had maybe not had been home in a couple days. Uh, drinking might have been involved or become a problem uh, nowadays. Uh, so all just a, a big mess. So hopefully they're able to... Um, to work that out and hopefully he's able to get uh get his stuff back under control uh because drinking is just not uh not a road that you really want to go down no. heavy drinking like that not at all i would agree with that uh chris yo do you have anything to add for this week's wrestling events slash news uh i got nothing of late that i want to discuss um I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you next week. Right. Maybe there'll be something that'll spark my interest. Hmm. All right, fair enough. A uh, couple quick hitters for myself. Uh, Thunder Rosa dropped the NWA 
women's title. Uh, I really only think that's a big deal because I think she's a fantastic wrestler. She lives down the street from me. Hashtag Thunder Rosa for president. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very interested to see where where she ends up. Whether she goes to AEW, whether she goes to uh, NXT. Um, where where what's your money on uh, Pilch? Where do you think she ends up? My money's on she stays with NWA. To be honest, I think NWA and AEW are kind of kind of eventually merge together and like kind of have a working relationship. I I think they absolutely should do that, um, especially with the uh, the the actual NWA promotion being on hiatus ever since the uh, the pandemic started. So you don't know when they're going to be able to get back. Um, it, but if if they get back, or if you have a chance, go on YouTube, watch NWA Power. Uh, they probably have about maybe ten episodes that they did, um, and even a, a they even had a pay per view as well. If you want my honest, really, really quality stuff. What I think is going to happen is uh, Warren. You you told me before who's the NWA men's champion. The NWA men's champion right now is Nick Aldis. I think Nick Aldis is going to end up having a match with the AEW men's champion, whether it's John Moxley or uh, it's well, it's not going to be Eddie Kingston. Whether it's John Moxley or Kenny Omega or Hangman on Page, and I think mm-hmm. um, the AEW women's champion uh, Sheeta is going to end up losing her belt to Thunder Rosa, and we're going to have some sort of like cross promotional invitational where they all fight each other like a survivor series but it's like cross promotional um i i think that's in the works i i have no sources there it's just kind of my own opinion but um yeah no i think that's gonna happen and uh it's it it's down the pipe for sure so i I'd be all in for that as well. Oh, not funny, all in. It could be all yeah, in. How about Who knows? That? You know? Uh, so, to speak on that a little bit further, our upcoming pay-per-views are Survivor Series, which is in two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Second week of November. Does that sound right? Is that soon? I think so. Used to be a uh, Thanksgiving Day tradition. Uh, well... I have no idea what it is, but it's coming up soon. <laughs> and then uh, Full Gear out of AEW is actually next Saturday. Um, which, when you guys are hearing this, it's probably already happened. But I think it's going to be it's going to be epic. And we'll we'll talk about it. I'm sure. So I'm sure, I'm sure we'll go through that. Of course. All right. On to the next topic. Can I uh, get a bell ring, please? Bell ring. Thank you, sir. Uh, all right. So we're going to go into our normal show. Uh, we did change the format just slightly. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, what I like to call almost like a sports talk radio kind of deal. Um, I'm going to be the host of this inaugural episode. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to breach the matches to my compatriots here, Chris and Warren. And I'm going to go through what happened, who was there, and they're going to give me their takes on it. The way this is going to work is at the end of the episode, 
I am going to grade each individual discussion almost like a boxing match, you know, uh, Rocky style, if you will. And then at the end, we're going to award a winner. What we're going to do is we're going to do 12 shows. That's going to equal one season. The, the individual that has the most wins is going to be the first ever Triple R podcast heavyweight champion of the world. They will have a title belt and all the accolades that come with it. Mm-hmm. You know, will probably be a couple million dollars at least. You know, fanfare, hey. women everywhere. Well, I, I can't I can't do that part. <laughs> um how we're gonna do it is every week the host will rotate. So I will be the host this week. Uh, Chris will be the host next week. Warren will be the host week after that, and then so on and so forth. Uh, the goal of this is just to give you guys a different voice every week. You know, all three of us are giant wrestling fans. We all have very differing opinions, and we all like very different people. And, you know, just kind of give a little bit more, I guess, solid format to the podcast. And I think it's going to turn out fantastic. Uh, any thoughts from my two co-hosts? I'm, uh, I'm, as I mentioned to you, Pilch, when we had the conversation discussing this, uh, this new format, uh, this debate style format, I'm willing to try anything, honestly. Um, there are so many different wrestling podcasts out there, and, um, it's probably best for us to find our little niche and right. and see what works for us uh, instead of trying to do something that, you know, is kind of already done or been done or whatever. Right. So willing to try whatever we can do to uh, to entertain the masses uh, and, and see what works best for us. Completely agree. Couldn't agree more. Christopher? Um, I just hope everybody enjoys it. As much as I enjoy it, and uh, can't wait for the next episode. Alrighty, so I appreciate everyone coming to listen to our pre-show. This is pre-show number two. When you next hear us, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam 2005, not WrestleMania 2005, as I'm probably going to refer to it as three or four more times throughout the next podcast. <laughs> so. We will see you guys all in a couple of days and uh, stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.